Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous goddesses. Welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, and I'm so excited to be bringing you a fresh new episode of the podcast. So for this episode, episode 56, I'm sharing an interview that I did with Estelle from Fierce Female Co. Estelle is an empowerment coach who is helping you access your fierce queen find your soul's purpose, and be the CEO of your own life. She just has such a positive energy about her and is so empowering to chat to. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. We talk about how to adopt true unapologetic confidence, not just a facade. We talk about how to start living in alignment with your highest self. Also, how to make yourself and your dreams a priority even when you have children. And how I use motherhood as a tool for ultra self-awareness. So let me know what you think of this episode. If you love it, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet, please, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to bump my podcast up and allow new listeners to find me. So I so, so appreciate all of you who have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's get to it. Here's episode 56. And it is me being interviewed by Estelle. Hello, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today, we have the beautiful Emily with us, and she's inspiring women all over the world to live their most chic and connected lives. She's the host of Cool Mom 101 and is your go-to confidence queen, showing women how to boss up and design their dream life. Welcome to the show, Emily. What a lovely introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure, Angel. My best friend is actually called Emily, so I'm feeling like we got a good connection. It's fate straight away. Love it. <laughs> I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And let, But before we dive in deep, let's just kick off with our rapid fire questions. Most important question, number one, what is your favorite Beyonce song? <laughs> I love this. Um, partition. If I had to pick, that's the one. Oh my God. And do you like dance in front of the mirror and just like watch yourself when you play oh, that yeah. song? <laughs> it's I used got to do, that vibe. Oh yeah. I used to do heels dancing. Um, so it's like a good kind of heels dancing type of song. Totally. She is just such a vibe. Like I, I went to go see her when I was in Rome, actually, her and Jay-Z, and she is just like even more incredible, like live than you can imagine anywhere like you're just like how can you get better like how could you possibly get better but she just does she's like just always reinventing herself I just am obsessed she totally is and I think she's one of those true performers so it makes sense in a way that she's better yeah yeah it's like in her blood mm-hmm. totally 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 and so Emily what does your morning ritual look like so my morning ritual is that I wake up typically around six thirty. I don't use an alarm so that varies a little bit Um, But yeah, typically 630. And I do a little bit of meditation and some tapping. And then usually a little bit of journaling. 
And then I kind of finish off that start of my morning with some warm water with lemon. Beautiful. I love that. And do you do your own tapping or are you following along to someone in particular? Great question. I typically follow along, even though I know how to do it myself now. Mm-hmm. I just like the kind of back and forth of following along with someone. And my favorite, I would say, is Gala Darling. She's probably my favorite. I like the OG Tap with Brad as well. And uh, there's a friend of mine, Julia. Um, she has a company brand called Brazen Soul Rebellion, I think it's Ooh. called right now. And she does really great tapping as well. Amazing. I, I agree with you, actually. Like I can do tapping by myself as well, but for some reason, I just really like doing it with someone and getting that, getting that guidance. I feel like sometimes I'm just get distracted. I'm like, wait, what am I saying again? Like I lose my concentration, but when I'm following along with someone, it's just, I don't know. I prefer it. It feels more intentional. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Amazing. And so what's one book that you would want every woman to read? Okay. So I read a lot. So this is like a difficult question for me because I'm constantly reading, but I'll pick the one that I'm reading right now that I'm really enjoying. Mm -hmm. And it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, it is pretty amazing information. And if you have any sort of interest in the science behind the woo-woo, it's amazing for that because it really digs into, you know, what actually you can affect with your thoughts. So it's really, really cool. Yeah. I think that is probably one of the most popular books that people have mentioned on this podcast. I would say it's definitely a favorite because I think I agree with you. He just puts what is really quite complex into such practical practical terms that combines the spirituality and the science and he just he's so good he's so good isn't he yes absolutely and then for for more for a female author because I was like let me think of one that I love that's a female author and I was would say Jen Sincero's book they're like the how to be a badass yes um they're really like approachable and fun and they're just a great kind of starter book too if you're just getting into some of the woo-woo stuff so I recommend those ones too I love that thank you so much and I feel like Jensen Chiro she's just she's just fucking hilarious like she's actually really funny I love the way she writes especially when you listen to her books on audible like she's just got such a funny voice I think she's hilarious she is funny. I should have listened <laughs> on Audible. That's a good tip. It's actually the one um, that I loved the most on Audible was um, the Money Mindset one. I can't remember the exact title. Okay, it's You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You're best. It's so good Like, because she just pays herself out so much and she just like is hilarious. And I think it just creates a, what might be an uncomfortable conversation for people and just normalizes it and just creates a lot of humor and lightness around it. So then you can open yourself up to even going deeper. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. So good. Okay. Emily, I would love if you could share with us just a little bit about your confidence journey. I I feel like you really have this unapologetic confidence about you and a real in a in a way that's grounded in acceptance which I really really love so I would love if you could just share with us like were you always like this how did this unfold for you that is such a good question and thank you for saying that I really appreciate that as well uh so 
It's interesting because I always thought I had confidence, but really the truth is that I used to operate with a kind of facade of confidence. So what I mean by that is I wasn't really trusting myself. I was more acting the way I thought I should. So really Mm -hmm. listening to those outside voices, outside influences and thinking that that was confidence. So I was really always looking for validation outside of myself. And the way that showed up for me, a lot of different ways, but one way I'll share is that I was often in relationships that were just not good for me. So I was still trying to seek that kind of validation. And again, like not being able to tap in and listen to what was going to be best for me. And so my true confidence really started to come through a lot more recently which is probably for a lot of people who know me, they might think that that doesn't make sense because I, like I said, I put on such a facade of being confident, but that just wasn't the way I was actually feeling. Um, And so for me, it was a lot more recently when I became a mother that I really started to tap into this true feeling of confidence. And I'm not saying you need to be a mom to tap into this whatsoever. It's just for me, I think it kind of sped up the process that was already kind of in motion to me getting back to who really am I? Who am I in this world? Who do I want to be? And how do I want to show up? And so becoming a mom, I just, I knew I wanted to be just a better person overall and better for myself. So when you're showing up in a way that's not in alignment with who you are and what you want, that's not really going to go well for you. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to get rid of that kind of feeling that push and pull when I wasn't feeling like I wasn't living in alignment with the things I actually wanted and showing up the way that I knew to be true kind of deep down inside me. So I wasn't listening to my intuition. I just wasn't. And then what kind of happened with becoming a mom is that I also, along that journey, started investing in my development and learning those techniques. Like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, we talked about tapping. So I started learning that. I really started getting deeper into meditation and all those kind of goddess rituals that are my non-negotiables. And along this journey too, I hired a business coach who really helped me in launching my businesses, all that stuff. So for me, the confidence journey, it really comes down to having that trust in yourself and really that deep knowing that you know what's best for you. And then it's like really tuning out the bullshit around you because there's a lot of noise. (laughs) There's always going to be, always has been. And it's learning how to tune that out. And like I said, just really understanding on a deep level that you know what's best for you. And that's where really confidence, I think, shines through is because I, I know that I know what's best for me. And I know that what I bring to the table is aligned with my values and therefore is going to bring value to other people. Oh, that is so beautiful. I, I could dissect and talk about so many parts that you just said there because so, so, so important. And I, I think the, the, one of the top things that stands out to me in your response is the fact that you're kind of saying, like, at the end of the day, you appeared confident, but it was kind of, it was this facade. It was something that you were portraying, but you didn't necessarily feel it inside. And as you know, and as you express confidence is, is a feeling internally and it shows up for people differently and it looks different. And for you, it was like you following through with what was in alignment for you and actually taking the action 
is what made you more confident because you were living in alignment with your truth as opposed to doing things that were making you feel disconnected from yourself. Yes, absolutely. Like how can you have that confidence in yourself, what you're doing in the world, what you're bringing to the table, if it's not in alignment with how you truly feel and how you actually want to be like, it's not going to, that is not going to boost your confidence. That's for sure. Totally. Oh, I love that. So, so good. And I like that you said, I find it really interesting that you said your confidence journey kind of elevated once you had a child. And I find that really interesting because I guess obviously every experience is so different because you sometimes find the opposite from other women. And so I would love to know, like, what is it about, what was it about having a baby that made you feel, that made you feel more confident? Was it like a change in the perception of yourself or like your ability to bounce back from things because like you realized that shit didn't matter in comparison to like, you know, the things that you now have to kind of focus on? What was it? That's a great question. And I think it was that turning point in my journey towards getting back to what those things are that I really value and what I know to be true. And I mm. think it, it a thousand percent becoming a mom changed my perception of myself and did help me become more confident. And I think there's a few reasons, but one is that it was really the hardest thing that I've ever done. And like still is in a lot of ways, although I, I'll say that first year for me was like, by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And I remember I had um, a friend of mine tell me that kind of an acquaintance of mine. She's like, Oh my goodness, motherhood. This is when I was pregnant. She's like, it's amazing, but it's like really the hardest thing I've ever done. And I remember thinking, I was like, really? Like, that's the hardest thing you've ever done, please. Like, <laughs> and you just have no idea. And it is, she was a thousand percent, right. It is the hardest thing that you will probably ever do. But it's also one of the most amazing things that you can do. And I think if you let it, motherhood will teach you how to be your highest self because it really tests your patience. It tests your values. It tests your will to stick to those things. And it really puts like a mirror up for you. And just kind of like how an, a relationship, a close relationship does, I think, um, puts that mirror up and it really exposes you in a lot of ways. And it can highlight, it hi yeah, it highlights all the amazing things, but it also highlights all the sort of weaknesses or those blocks that you have, however you want to think of those things. And, you know, those not so IG worthy things about yourself, like mm -hmm. the mirror is up all the freaking time when you have a kid, you cannot ignore it. And so I think, well, you could ignore it, but I think that's how women end up very disconnected from themselves, mothers in particular. Yeah, and numbing themselves. Absolutely. Numbing or thinking that there's, again, like we talked about, there's like external things that are going to solve the way you're feeling, but there's not. But like I said, if you, if you let it, motherhood, I think really almost speeds up that process of getting to know yourself and moving into that amazing kind of higher self version, because it's it's that constant mirror and you really have to take a hard look and decide like, is this how I want to show up every day? Yes. No. And I think with motherhood, like you don't, and you kind of mentioned this, you don't have the time necessarily. And I don't think anyone should use time as an excuse. I'm not saying that, but you, you just don't have that extra time to sit around yeah. and worry about it. And it yeah. does put things into perspective because you're like, I literally grew an entire human and birthed it. Like, I think I can handle X, Y, and Z. Like, 
that's the way I've chosen to look at it anyway. <laughs> I love that so much. And I couldn't agree more because it's like, no, wait, I'm like trying to keep a human alive. I don't have time to like reflect on what he said and she said in this bullshit conversation. It's like, <laughs> no, exactly. And you know what? I want that for everyone. I just think for me, it just was timely and that I was always kind of already kind of going in that direction of you know, removing bullshit from my life. And this just sped up the process. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And I think also that's just such a, like, it's a good segue to another part of something I wanted to chat to you about. And that's really about not giving a shit about what people think, right? Because I think that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest questions that I get asked or one of the biggest blocks that I see for women showing up for themselves. And it's around that fear of judgment and that fear of what will other people think of me and what will they say about me? So is, did you have to, what did that look like for you in terms of overcoming that, that fear? And is there something that you do for yourself or a reminder or a go-to when you notice that coming up for you again? Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think you're right in that a lot of women do struggle with it. And I think for me, something I, I always keep in mind is, I think this is Dr. Seuss. Anyway, those who matter don't mind. And those who mind don't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. you have to keep this in mind because the people who really need you and your product and your service, they are going to love your authentic message. And the ones who don't love it or doesn't resonate with, like, that's okay. It, it, that doesn't affect you or you shouldn't let it affect you. So, and I also think people are going to judge you no matter what. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. They are. They are. That's just, I think it's a little bit how most humans are wired. Mm. It's like you're either holding up a comparison stick, which is something I used to be guilty of and have kind of healed from that, but you're either comparing your own experience to someone else's or you're even sometimes like comparing your past experiences with nostalgia right it's like we have that tendency but I think people are probably going to judge you anyway so do what feels right for you because at the end of the day you're not answering to these people who are judging you you're answering to yourself so yeah so why try and please every single person you're not going to sorry Uh, You're not Beyonce, as I'm sure you would say. So it's like, you're not going to please everyone. So let it freaking go. (laughs) And I know like that's sometimes overly simplistic, but just let it go. And the other thing I will say, and this, sometimes you might not think about this, but people don't actually think about you as much as you might think. Everyone's Mm -hmm. busy living their own freaking (laughs) lives. Like, I think we have these kind of narcissistic tendencies. Like nobody cares that much about you. Like move on. Like a hundred percent. No one cares. Like I remember this one situation where I was like totally freaking out in terms of doing my podcast, right? Like something that I wanted to do for ages and I kept procrastinating. And there was like this thing where I was like, what will people think? And there's all these bullshit things. And I was like, come on, Estelle, like, haven't you worked through that? Like, haven't you healed that part of you? But you know, new levels, new devils. Right. And it came up for me again. And then I remember when I launched, I was like, okay, no one actually gives a shit. Like no one cares in a beautiful way because you just do you, you know? Yes, absolutely. And like, that's the perfect example of something that was really aligned with what you wanted. You knew you wanted to do it. So then when you show up that way, it's going to go great. (laughs) Like that's, I just believe that's true. Yeah. 
It's in alignment. Totally, totally. And so I would love like (laughs) for the women who aren't feeling in alignment, okay, for the women who aren't feeling that what they're doing right now, maybe it's in their career, in their day-to-day life, the way they're showing up is in alignment with their true self. What would be, I guess, some, some practical things that you would recommend for them to start to shift and make those changes in order for them to feel confident about where they're at? Mm-hmm. Great question. So with that, I think it really comes down to learning how to tap into your intuition. So there's a lot of ways that that will work for people. Everyone's a little bit different for me to tap into my intuition and just be able to, like we talked about, like cutting out the BS noise. Yeah. I need a little space and a little quiet. So that looks like for me, I don't go, go, go all day long. Sometimes I just lay there, honestly, <laughs> like I just lay <laughs> and just relax. Sometimes I take baths in the middle of the day, whatever it is that I need to do to kind of have some quiet and some space. For me, that helps me tap into my intuition when I'm able to quiet things out. For some people that might be found more in meditation. Sometimes too, when I'm running. So when I'm doing something that I do often, like running or working out, I'll get really good kind of ideas or intuitive kind of downloads because I'm just doing that everyday thing. But I think you really need to create that space, however that's going to look for you, whether it's like I was saying, like literally laying down in the middle of the day to be quiet and alone. (laughs) So you can hear your own self think for once, because I think a lot of us are so busy. We're always listening to something, watching something, doing something. So I think the quiet is what helps you tap into that intuition. And then, like I said earlier, you do have the best answers for yourself. So trust that and create that space so you can get quiet and hear that voice inside of you because it's going to tell you what's going to be the best thing for you to do. And then another thing that I'm just passionate about is just starting. So once you do tap into something, whether it's like you were saying, you know, you knew you wanted to start your own podcast or whether you've tapped into the idea that, you know, you want to even like a smaller thing, like switch up your um, workout routine. It's like, follow that through, just Mm -hmm. start that. And then the next steps are going to come to you. So I feel like just start. (laughs) I love that. That's so, that's so such powerful pieces of advice because I feel like, so much of the time, and I know this is really common for me and, com- and is common for my clients as well, where we have this tendency to run away from that alone time with ourselves because that's what brings up the emotions, the disconnect, the pain. And so it's easier to down a bottle of wine and watch Keeping Up with the, Kand- up with the Kardashians, even though that is totally a vibe and that's great sometimes too, but when we use that as a strategy to avoid the way that we're feeling, I think that's like, that's what sends us down the rabbit hole. Yes, absolutely. And you're exactly right in, in what you're saying is there's, there's nothing wrong with watching, keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm. It's more about the why behind it. So are you watching it? Because you, again, back to your intuition, you intuitively know that you're excited to sit and like veg for an hour and watch this show. Or is it that you're using it as an escape or a numbing type of thing where you just veg out and watch hours upon hours because you don't want to think or feel? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) 
Totally, totally. And um, Emily, I want to chat to you a little bit more about like the vision behind Cool Mum because I just, firstly, even just the name, I'm just like, that means so much in itself. Can you just talk to us a little bit about like your vision behind Cool Mum 101? Yes. Uh, great question. And <laughs> Cool Mom, for me, it's funny because some people get a little bit almost intimidated by the name. They're like, well, I'm not a cool mom. And I want to give my definition of a cool mom. So my definition is of a cool mom is someone who is really unapologetically herself and is always striving to be her best. And in particular for moms, she's someone who stays true to her interests even though she has kids who have interest too. <laughs> yes, that is, that's, that, that's a lot. It sounds simple, but that's like very powerful. Yeah. And like, like I said, some people get a little intimidated by the idea of cool mom, but to me, that's what it is. It's like someone who knows who they are and isn't afraid to keep showing up that way through motherhood, through the challenges it brings, like saying, you know what, I'm standing true to who I am and I'm still going to show up this way, even Mm -hmm. though I have changed and certain things have changed. That doesn't mean your dreams go out the window. Yes. I think that's really powerful. And, and did you find yourself in a situation where maybe, you know, you felt that your dreams kind of did go out the window or your interests went out the window because all of your attention and all your focus was on being a mom? And how did you get yourself out of that space? Yes. To answer it simply, yes. So <laughs> I'll expand. I love your honesty. I love your honesty. Yeah. No, I did. I was like, oh my gosh, my life is over. And you know, you'll, you'll get to know me and I do, I am a little bit dramatic, but I, I honestly felt that way. I felt that my life was over the first six months after having a baby. I was like, what have I done? My, one of my primary emotions aside from love for my child was regret. I felt so much regret. I was like, what have I done to my life? I had a beautiful life, a full life, a life where I was going places. And now I can't do anything. Those were my initial feelings. And in navigating new motherhood, that is how I felt in a nutshell, which is a scary place to be for someone who, you know, always had big dreams and was always into personal development and always followed through with all these things. It was very scary place to be because I worried, am I going to feel this way forever? The good news is no, you are not. Well, you don't have to. You don't need to let that stay and that be your kind of only feelings. So I was able to kind of work through it and it took, it took some time, frankly, and kind of what I talked about earlier is it took me really investing back in myself. And then practically speaking, it took me really leaning on my resources and my support system Mm. and making things a priority. Like I, from, from the beginning, actually still hung out with my girlfriend. Like that was a big priority to me. My friends are very important in my life. And I just didn't want to be this person who has kids and then never sees their friends again, because they give me so much joy. And, you know, really what is your life without your relationships? And for me, it's kind of nothing. So I really wanted to make sure I kept those relationships. So I kept seeing them, even if it was really freaking hard to organize, which it was, especially in the beginning, you have to think of like, 
oh gosh, if you're breastfeeding, you have to think about pumping, you have to think about who's going to be with your baby. It's a lot. And I had a partner, right? So for women who don't have a partner potentially around all the time, that's Mm -hmm. like, it's even added challenges. So I really was very clear in that I needed to make those things a priority. And so I kept making those things a priority and kept showing up for myself and committed back to my health. And so that was kind of how it started along in that. And then I ended up starting my businesses when I went, when Leo was um, a little over a year. And again, that was another thing where it's like, I knew I needed to do it and I just made it happen and kept following through, kept showing up. And I think that's, that's really how I got out of it. I love that. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable and honest. I think it's so important because people just like, don't, People just, yeah, it's easy for people to just think that there's not pain behind, you know, the Instagram (laughs) squares or there hasn't been a journey to get to a certain point. Um, So I think that's really powerful. Thank you so much for for sharing. And like, was was there like a go-to or a couple of go-to rituals or hacks that you would do to get yourself inspired? So whether it's for mums or not for mums, I just feel like, Sometimes, like, especially being a mom, I imagine it would be exhausting and your sleep patterns are out of whack. So how did you get yourself, like, inspired and motivated to, like, start a business in between nap time? (laughs) (laughs) That is a great question. And from the practical standpoint, I, my partner and I, we did sleep training with our baby when he was, Leo was around almost five months. So this isn't for everyone, but for me, you brought up sleep. So I was like, this is worth noting. Mm. I was like, if I don't get sleep, I don't know how this is all going to turn out because I am someone who gets nine hours of sleep, eight to nine hours, like every day. I'm very passionate about sleep. We could do a whole yeah. episode on, that. we're not going You're to. You're one but- of those. Oh yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's the most healing thing you can do for your body and mind literally. Totally. So and are I you, was, can I just ask, are you one of those people where like when you were traveling and stuff, you just like fall asleep anywhere? Are you one of those? No. Like oh, I need I'm my- jealous I, of those people. I know. Fall asleep any opportunity they can. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I'm not quite that, but I'm like very, you know, I have my sleep routines. Yeah. I don't have screen time too close to bed. I always read. I have a whole routine, you know, people Love always it. talk about the morning routine, but your nighttime routine is, routine is important too. Okay. totally with you I'm with you I'm with you so good yes so that was one thing that I think from that like practical standpoint was the biggest game changer Mm -hmm. so he started sleeping (laughs) so yeah yeah, and like for me I don't think I would have ended up in the same place had I not helped him along a little bit so very very great for us as a family and what that's what worked best so yeah we did some sleep training he started sleeping and then really the things that I kind of kept going back to and building on were whatever those things were that were going to get my brain to shut off a little bit in that good way so for me I love I loved taking a bath and I did that like every night even when Leo was like very small and my partner would take Leo out for a walk and so getting that alone time I think as a new mom was really really key so I had some time to just be alone not having to worry about anything uh that was so huge and then now for me my whole my whole priority is how can I 
feel my best all the time. And so it's really like, how can I always feel good? Because when I feel good, that's when my creativity flows. Like it's in constant flow when I feel good. So that's kind of what I focus on. Like, how can I feel good? And I have kind of like a little toolkit for myself. And I, I recommend everyone make one of these. So it's like, what can you do in different increments of time to like make yourself feel amazing? Because once you feel good, everything's possible and everything grows from there. So for me, for example, if I have like an hour of time, one of my favorite ways to feel freaking amazing is to get a massage or another way would be like, go for a nice cocktail with a friend. That's like another thing I love doing. So if I only have 10 minutes, I would say tapping is probably my go-to. That's always going to get me back to feeling good in like that amount of time, five, 10 minutes. So for me, like I said, it's really, how can I feel my best and always feel good? Because then I tend to be in that flow state pretty easily. So that's kind of my strategy now. I love it. So good. And just like, like everyone can implement that. Like you can write a list of a few things that make you feel good in different time increments. So you don't have to put excuses if you only have X amount of time. Yes, absolutely. And like that goes for everyone. I like, yes, Mm -hmm. a lot of people will say, oh, moms have less time, blah, blah, blah. And like in some ways, yes, but we all do have like the same amount of time really. So it isn't an excuse. You can yeah. find things that will make you feel great. Like maybe one of yours is like cuddling your dog. <laughs> like, you know, like yes, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And it's, and I love that as well, because it's like, those things are different for everyone, but you just got to test them out. You got to try them and have fun with it. Absolutely. So beautiful. Love it. Love it. Okay. Emily, we are going to just hop on into our final segment of the show, which is behind the scenes. It's where we just get that little bit more raw and real. I feel like we kind of do that throughout anyway, but you know, just that added layer. (laughs) So can you share with us a recent situation where, where you're experiencing self-doubt and how you moved through that? Mm -hmm. Great question. And I just want to start off by saying that self-doubt is something that everybody experiences, even confidence queens like me. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not immune and I don't want to pretend that I am like, self-doubt is something that absolutely comes up for me. And I think what's key to my journey and my growth though, is realizing that self-doubt comes up and then not letting that be my guiding principle, right? Like not using that as the gospel, like letting it come up, working through it and then moving the F on. Cause I got things to do, honey. But for me in my business, I'll give a couple examples. So one in my business, I recently launched. So cool mom one-on-one started as a podcast. Then I recently launched business coaching program. So it's a one-on-one program. So I had a ton of self-doubt around that because I was like, Oh my gosh, the market's too saturated. I had all the bullshit, like fears and excuses like, Oh, it's so saturated. Oh, like I I don't know what I'm doing. So how am I going to charge the first people? I had all Mm. these doubts and I still did it is what I want people to to take from that is like, I did feel a lot of self-doubt, but I let that feeling come and kind of, I like to look at these feelings sometimes now more as an observer. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, okay. Like I see that. And then it's really taking that time to examine it. And it's like, well, am I just fearing failure? you know, like, or is it actually not aligned? And it's probably you for most people, it's usually some sort of fear. And then you got to kind of move through that and still do it anyway, if it's something you know, you really want to do. 
And then, so that's in my business. And then with, with my son and motherhood, I doubt things often as well. Um, because you have that at the end of the day, you have a little pressure in knowing that you are shaping another human. So just like, a tad, tad yeah, of pressure. <laughs> totally. And most of the time I, you know, you have to kind of let it go, I think, and not be so hard on yourself, but I definitely see the self-doubt come up. Like things like right now he's um, almost two years old. So he has some tantrums coming up, which is like very developmentally normal. This is what kids do, but I'm like, am I handling these in the right way? Like, am I scarring him for life? like hopefully not, you know, so the yeah. self doubt 100% comes up. Um, and I wanted to just illustrate that it's not just in my business. It comes up in motherhood for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being so real and honest about that. It's so true. Right. And I, with the, like, I would imagine those two things, <laughs> starting a business and being a mom, like I couldn't think of more like fast track therapy, like literally, it's just like if any issue you ever had with yourself, it's coming up in those ways, whether being a mom or starting your own business totally. <laughs> and you're doing you know both. What? Yeah. You know what? And starting your own business, that is so true because you do have to constantly work through these things. Like we talked about, because if you let self-doubt take over in your business, you're never going to launch anything. You're never going to grow. Totally. And I think people, I think people sometimes feel the self-doubt like is an excuse to then stop, turn around and go home where mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, like that's just something that everyone feels. And your job is to feel it, release it, move through it and keep going. Absolutely. Cause otherwise, like we said, you're not gonna, you're not gonna grow your business at all. And I feel like that happens a lot and it happens in so many different areas in business and motherhood and relationships where people are mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I don't know. And then they just give up. It's like, no. Yeah. That's meant for you. If you're like thinking about it and your attention's on it and you, you have that intuitive download, like that's, that's supposed to, that's supposed to happen for you. Yes, exactly. So good. And, and so what is, what's an area of your life that you're trying to improve in at the moment? Mm, I love this question because this is something I'm, always, always thinking about. So for me right now, I'll share one of the things I'm working on is leaning into my feminine a lot more. So I'm naturally someone who tends to hang out in my masculine energy a lot. So that has been a really, really cool, interesting journey in kind of learning how to go go about that. So that's one thing. And the other thing that I have been working on a lot lately is my relationship with my partner. And it's been cool to see me let go of a lot of things. And you have a lot of patterns and they show up, especially in your close relationships. And it's something that it's been so cool to see when you when you are really vulnerable and really open and willing to be like, okay, yeah, I really, you know, I really did screw this up or I really am being difficult and putting that mirror up to yourself again and being like, ooh, okay, I can see how I am a part of this because you always are in any relationship, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is. So that's been a really, really awesome thing that I've been working on too. And I've just, I've already seen so many great kind of just up level in it from focusing that positive energy to it. I like that. That's so beautiful. 
I like that you said that, yeah, improving in that relationship because it's something that, you know, when you're really focused on your business, on motherhood, but we sometimes we can just leave the little partner behind and just forget about them altogether. So I think that's really, really good that you're kind of, that you're focusing on that. And it is the mirror. It's so true. It's like, I, I totally agree with you. It's like, I could be, I could feel like I'm killing it in a lot of areas and doing really well and up leveling and I'm working through things and healing. But then my, then my husband will say something will trigger me and I'll just go nuts. And I was like, oh shit. Yep that thing again. (laughs) Totally. And again, with that close relationship, like with a partner, if you let it, it can be the best and greatest teacher because you just gave a perfect example. Like even things that you feel like you just have done and dusted and worked through, it'll sometimes show up in a different way. And you're, you're, you know, typically you're a little open with more open with your partner. So Mm. it gives you that opportunity though, to work on it on the deeper level. And be like, yeah. okay, nope, nope, not going there, honey. Like, <laughs> we're going to be. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, okay, so good. And for our final question, Emily, I, I want to ask you, what's your recent fierce female moment? So like a moment where you felt super proud to be yourself. Oh, I love this question. So the first thing that comes up for me, it's not that recent, but it's just like the most fierce. Fierce is the perfect word for it that I've ever felt is when I gave birth to Leo and I did it at home with no med. And it was like, it was, wow. I felt like a freaking rock star and like, oh, yes. And yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know how much more power you can feel in that you literally created a whole human and then you brought him into the world. So that's my problem. Oh, so beautiful. That is so, so gorgeous. And I love the way ending it on that note. Thank you so much for sharing your vibes and all of your wisdom and your knowledge. Like you really just have such a beautiful energy. And I feel like one word I would use to describe it is actually really balanced. Like, which is interesting that you said you're working on your feminine energy because that doesn't really like come through. You seem like so, um, you seem really beautiful and balanced. And I love that you have been so vulnerable and raw with us and sharing some of the behind the scenes of your business and motherhood. So thank you so much, babe. Can you pimp yourself out and tell everyone where we can find you? Oh my goodness. That is so nice of you to say. And this was an absolute pleasure. You're such an amazing host. Um, so I loved being able to share with you. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Where can we find you? So find me at cool.mom.101 on Instagram is where I hang out the most. So let's be IG besties. Come find me. Yes. Love it. So good. Thank you so much. Beautiful. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.